On the latest episode of the Drum Shuffle Podcast, Jamie Eads talks with Dina Toriello. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts, thedrumshuffle.com, jamieeads.com, J-A-M-I-E-E-A-D-S.com. You want me to get out? You get out. Do you smell almonds? Nice mustache. You don't know what my breath smells like. Chest pass through him. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very nervous. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello, everyone. How are you? From the Dyer Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 18, Kansas. Yeah, I'm mouth-breathing. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV. Twitter, tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know. Hey, you still on Facebook? I am. Find the podcast page on Facebook. Hit the blue thumb. Follow the show there. UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com is the email address. Thank you to those that emailed their ice cream thoughts from the TCU episode. T-shirts will be heading your way and I'll read those emails at the end of this podcast. That was fun, right? Felt good to get a win. Just not used to with Bob Huggins having long losing streaks. So to have five in a row and six looming with number seven Kansas coming to Morgantown. It's a, it's a sad, dark place. And yet West Virginia won a game. It's given up every other time earlier in the season and win this one 65, 64. So many ways you can go with player of the game. Very obviously, you could pick Jermaine Haley. He didn't miss a shot. He scored 13 points, including the game-winning layup. You could pick Chase Harler. Don't laugh at me. Harler. That's the best Chase Harler. Starter Chase Harler. Got a couple of easy baskets cutting in the first half. Made a key three in the second half. That was that was a great Chase Harler performance, and you could give it to him. You could give it to freshman phenom Derek Culver. This is like, you know, he's played less than 10 games. Now he's against against Kansas and one of the best players in the country, Dedrick Lawson. Didn't score in the first half, scored 11 in the second half, including one of the baskets late to help with the comeback. Great second half by Culver. You could pick Beetle Bolden. This dude was getting IVs in warm-up. He was vomiting. And so they were putting fluids in his body. You know, IVs, like at the doctor's office? He was getting them like 100 feet from a court, a basketball court. Uh, Played in the first half, got injured in the second half, a hip or an ankle, it's, it's hard to tell. Came back in the game from that. He finished with 12 points, and more importantly for him, his defense much improved. 
staying in front of guys, key on that last uh, possession for Kansas, not letting their super fast point guard get the ball, causing a funky possession for Kansas. So you could pick Bolden. For me, the player of the game is the glue guy, Wesley Harris. Watch the last two and a half minutes. Kansas is down 64-58. Huggins calls a timeout. Culver gets it at the top of the key. Nobody's really guarding Harris. And that's probably scouting. He's been in a funk. Culver whips it over to him. Without hesitation, shoots a three, makes it. Cuts the lead to three. Next Kansas trip... Wesley Harris gets an import uh, an important rebound. And then after Haley makes his bucket, Wesley Harris well, before he makes the bucket, Wesley Harris forces LeGerald Vick into a contested three. And then in the last play of the game, good defense on Vick to push him out to the three point line for a crazy shot that doesn't go in. So Things that don't show up on the stat sheet, Wesley Harris was doing late in the game. And the one thing that did show up on the stat sheet, getting that three-pointer at a, at a point where we've missed that shot. We've gotten that shot early in the shot clock in close games late. feel like we missed them all. Wes Harris makes it. And West Virginia, the, the fans storm the court. That's the best the Coliseum has sounded this year. Great all-around effort. And kudos to Bob Huggins. Bob Huggins was great. His decisions on Saturday, shortening the bench, playing a little more relaxed defense than what Huggins has is, is usually been doing the last few years. Not afraid of Kansas making threes. And so they, they ducked under the screens and to keep them in front of them. And it worked. And I guess it's weird that West Virginia won a game that they controlled the style and yet there wasn't a million fouls because this game was done in two hours. So it is possible for West Virginia to dictate the tempo and not have a million fouls. Sax Kanate was on the bench minus crutches. I mean, so many good things from this game and just a win that you needed and it doesn't hurt things that it's against one of the best teams in the country we needed that right i needed that random thoughts coming up woody's goodies is a proud sponsor of unreasonable doubt two locations st albans marmette west virginia home of the true discount deal. And every once in a while, the folks at Woody's Goodies say, you know how we usually have discount deals? Well, let's take those discount deals and take a percentage off of that. And if you've been in the store in the last few days, you know that they are trying to get rid of current inventory. So as of this recording Sunday, you could have got things in the store at 50% off. Now, they don't do that all the time. They'll let you know what's going on in the store. So go to their Facebook page, 
follow them, hit the blue thumb, see when all the best discounts are coming up, including store-wide sales. Woody's goodies. Get those deals. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. West Virginia, with that win, moves to 9-9 and overall this season, so back to 500. But that is unfamiliar territory for Huggins in West Virginia since Huggins has been around the program. This is his 12th season. So more than halfway through the year, I went through some of the stats to see, all right, one year they had a losing record. I talked about in de- that in detail in the TCU episode. So obviously there's some statistics that will point to things that Huggins has never seen before with one of his teams. And for the most part, I was mistaken. Not true. The only thing that West Virginia has been the worst in this year since Huggins has been at WVU is the number of assists that this team has had this season. So far this year, West Virginia ranks 214th in the country in assists, which is the worst since Huggins has been coach at WVU. Outside of that, there are other seasons where they've done things worse. For example, been talking about turnovers quite a bit this year. And it's still it's not great. We don't have a, a great picture to paint, but we're 263rd in the nation. Two seasons in a row, the 14-15 season and the 15-16 season, West Virginia was worse in the country with turnovers. So and those were winning years. Those are the first two years of Press Virginia. West Virginia steals the amount of steals that they have had. Now, in the last four years, Press Virginia, West Virginia is ranked fifth, first, second, and first in the country in the number of steals that they've accumulated. So far for this season, West Virginia is ranked 305th in the country. And so I'm thinking, that's obviously the worst that they've done. Not true. The year after the Final Four team, 2010-2011 team, they were worse overall in the country with steals. Uh, Now, here's one that's just amazing and really is a Huggins staple, and it's on the positive side. This year, WVU ranks fourth in the country in offensive rebounds, and Huggins is known for his commitment to rebounding. In his 12 seasons with West Virginia, 9 out of the 12 seasons, WVU has been top 15 in the country in offensive rebounds, including 3 years where they were number 1, and 6 years where they were top 5, including those 3 number 1 years. So, this team... You don't picture it being a lot of offensive rebounds other than we miss a lot of shots. But still, thank goodness, West Virginia is leading the nation in that category. 
because their field goal percentage, we're only making 42% of our shots, but it's been worse twice before. So basically what I'm telling you is, from a stats perspective, this team, not the worst team in Bob Huggins' tenure. The record might be close, because West Virginia did have that one losing season, but when you think this is the worst, in fact, statistically, it has not been the worst. And it's crazy with the turnover stuff. Could you? It's just... Now, if there was a statistical category for uh, <laughs> blood-curdling rage turnovers, where you see the turnover and you feel blood-curdling rage, I think this year would be number one in the country. But... Not the case. That and that's not a uh, that's not a real statistic. Thank goodness. Um, listen, I'm under the weather, man. My wife claimed that I had, and all of us are sick at the Witt household. And my wife claimed that I had. Have you heard this term, man flu? The idea being that if a man and the woman have the have the same virus or same sickness the man will take it much worse than the woman uh and i'm here to tell you that's not true i think men get worse strands don't look this up but i feel like men uh and i live with three females in my house uh whatever i got compared to those three was way worse. Uh, it knocked me out. Like I didn't. I went to bed. Let's just say I went to bed at 5 p.m. Let's just say I did that, and got up at 9 a.m. Let's just that's hypothetically. I let's say I did that, and the other three did not. And so therefore, not that I was bailing on my family, but obviously I had the worst, the worst virus in the house, right? That's not a man flu thing. That's that's not a thing. You won't find that on WebMD. But don't look any of that up. And I'm not holding a grudge with my family. Uh, my body was telling me to not move for 17 hours. And I don't know what their bodies were telling them. My wife had claimed that it, her body was saying, you'd love to lay down, but you got to take care of the rest of the house. And to me, that just says that her body was better than mine. And she had a less... I gotta stop. <laughs> oh, I love my wife and family. And I'm a wimp. Final thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor for Unreasonable Doubt. They are a family-owned, veteran-owned, full-service graphic shop. Let's say you need a design for your fundraiser. You need a design for your startup company. You need a design for your nonprofit or your church, your basketball league. Dyer Prime can help you with your design. No design fee no screen fee, and they can put those designs on over 1 million promotional products. They'll put your design on a box of Tamiflu. 
They'll put your design on a neti pot. I don't know if they'll do those things, but call or text them to find out. 304-767-4445. Find them on the web, dyerprime.com, D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Going through the emails in response to last week's ice cream conversation that spurred from not wanting to talk about the TCU game. Denny from the Eastern Panhandle wrote in with Edie's Birthday Cake Ice Cream. And I think I've had that, Denny, and it is delightful. And I'm game for any birthday cake ice cream from the store. Because what makes ice cream better? Frosting swirled in it. Just add more sweetness to it. I like when it's the... I don't know if Edie's has the blue frosting, but that's the Kroger uh, route, and it's amazing. Sprinkles, yes. Frosting, yes. Ice cream, of course. So thanks, Denny, for writing in. Tad Smythe. He said, extra Oreo Blizzard. And I love me an Oreo Blizzard. It's probably king of the blizzards, right? But Tad, you you mentioned extra. So do you... This is a me problem. I'm not comfortable ordering special any blizzard. So if I get more, if the if the person at Dairy Queen happens to give me extra Oreos, I would delight in that. If they just crumble up one Oreo cookie in a vat of ice cream, I'll be fine with that too. Cause I uh, I'm avoiding confrontation. <laughs> That's a me problem. But if you're comfortable with that, more power to you. Tad also in his email asked if West Virginia would win again this season after my description. Of which that's a mute point now, and I believe you were trying to reverse jinx the team. So thank you for that, Tad. And Tad's second question was if he asked if I was physically and mentally healthy with the season going the way it was. He was concerned about me and Coach Huggins. Um, that worked in a jinx as well, but not a reverse jinx because I am sick. Uh, and I'm better mentally than physically right now. So... You reverse jinxed and jinxed in the same email, Tad. And that's a rare feat to do. But credit to you. And then Ty Ward said sorbet of any kind. But orange is his favorite. He likes to let it melt a little bit and then eat it slow. Vanilla is his second place. Now, Ty, sorbet is not ice cream. And that's okay. That it's your favorite. Uh, now, if you were mentioning Sherbert, and that just had like a brain fart or something, it was talking about Sherbert. Orange Sherbert is delightful, especially my grandmother. She knows a punch recipe or two. And all of the punches that she makes involve Orange Sherbert. And most likely, 7-Up. Sometimes there's a ginger ale in there to mix it up. 
But as long as you've got orange sherbet and like strawberry sherbet and a ginger ale or a, like even like a cherry seven up, it's it's <laughs> it's it's pure sugar in liquid form. And I'm as you can tell, I'm all for that. Um, so thank you for being brave, Ty, and sharing uh, a favorite dessert that's not an ice cream. And that's okay. And that's okay. But thank you for sending your email. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Anchor.fm. Apple. Spotify. Overcast. Google. Radio Public. CastBox. Wherever you listen, subscribe to the podcast. Rate it five stars. Leave a review. Do all those things for me. That'd be super nice. Just do it once. And I would be maximum preach your way. The next game, quick turnaround for the Mountaineers. Monday, this coming Monday, 9 p.m. ESPNU in Morgantown against the Baylor Bears. Baylor Bears, as you remember, play a weird defense. They are 3-2 and two in the conference. A lot of new faces and not... This is a different Baylor team, not filled with giant monsters. So that's something different, and I'm looking forward to not facing giant monsters. So can West Virginia put two in a row at home? Now's the time to do it. We'll see. Until then, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt WVU for the 2018-19 season. Is 9-9. Nine and nine.